Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Friday, August 26th. Let's get right into it, shall we? Gavin McInnes. You might know his name as being the Proud Boys uh, founder. He's a political commentator. Well, he's been arrested for his involvement with January 6th. He was arrested on a live broadcast he was doing just yesterday. Arrested for um, being involved with January 6th. Now, here's the weird thing. Gavin McInnes was not on the grounds of the Capitol on January 6th. He wasn't even in town. So how can the FBI or the DOJ go after Gavin McInnes? Weird, huh? Because the only way that they have is either conspiracy, that he was part of a conspiracy to do something, or that he used his free speech. Now, which one do you think it is? He's been speaking out against the Biden administration since day one. Well, the left since day one and and flashing their hypocrisy in their face on a regular basis. This is the new administration that we've been warning you about. Everything that Obama wanted to do and didn't, this administration is doing. Why? Well, because Obama is not in front of the camera anymore. He's not responsible. The old man is. The old man that they can just roll off into the sunset. Obama is running the, the current White House. Nancy Pelosi let it out of the bag last week when she said at the podium that, that we are initiating Obama's Build Back Better plan. It's not Biden's. It's Obama's Build Back Better plan. This is just one of the first shots that we're hearing that they're now going after everyday citizens. Now, Gavin McInnes is not an everyday citizen. Yes, he's a voice. He's got national recognition. He's been around for a while. But he's an everyday citizen, meaning he's just like you and I. He's just doing what he does. His job happens to be pointing out what the, the government's doing wrong and what he doesn't like. That's where he's decided to make his living. That's his job. And that's who they're coming for first. It wasn't any different, folks, in the 1930s when, when Hitler was ramping up and building what he wanted to be, the, the Nazi Germany that he wanted to have. He got rid of the, the Poles. He got rid of the Czechs. He got rid of the Jews. He got rid of the gypsies. He got rid of the artists. He got rid of the thinkers. He got rid of the gay, the gay community. He got rid of all of it. It wasn't just the Jews that went to the Holocaust camps. It was anybody who didn't align with their pure blood mentality. Now, I don't think the Democrats have a pure blood mentality right now going on. I don't know. They may. They've just hidden it. I don't know. But they're sure using a lot of the same tactics, aren't they? A lot of the same strategies. And this first thing against McKenna's, it's concerning because these are everyday citizens. What we said early on when the raid happened on Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago, the first thing that we said was, if they can do it to him, they can do it to anyone. Well, this proves it. They're not stopping. They could just as easily come after me next, or you, or your brother, or your dad, or your mother, or your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your, your child, simply for speaking out. The story goes on, quote, this is from McKinnis, quote, we are shooting a show. This is him talking to the police officers as they're coming in. You do not hear what they have to say, the police officers. Quote, we are shooting a show. Can we do this another time? End quote. McKinnis told law enforcement officials as his show was live streaming, right? McKinnis walked off screen, responding to the arresting officers or agents who cannot be heard. Quote, yeah, all right, I'm happy to do that, but um, I'll get a lawyer and we'll sit down and have a conversation and schedule a meeting and we'll sit down with my lawyer, end quote. 
And then it goes on. I didn't let you in. He shot back. That's a quote from McKinnis that he did not allow them in, in, in that they were uh, allowed in by somebody else who may not have had the authority to allow them to come in to arrest him because it's McKinnis's establishment. So anyway, um, there's several, several uh, Twitters posts that went out about this. But basically what's happened is that he's disappeared. He's been gone for more than 12 hours. We haven't heard anything from him. The uh, The last post that he, he made was on um, uh, Telegram. And that was um, at 4.46 p.m. yesterday. So his, his post on Telegram yesterday was just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% white, even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got law problems. That's the human in me. That was his. That was his last post. Now he does say uh, in his show, uh, I believe it was on either Wednesday or Thursday, that um, he he made this statement. This is McKenna's talking. "Quote: Today I go outside, and my neighborhood is not in not in downtown. It's a lonely suburb, and there's an unmarked police car parked in front of my house. So I walk over to it, and I go, "Hi, how we doing?" And they look very uncomfortable. He said on Tuesday. This is on Tuesday. Now. Now, I've reported cars like this before to the police. He's saying that he's reported cars like this guy to the police. And, of course, the police leave because they've been outed. So, McKinnis is maybe the first shot of a private citizen that's mouthy, that then are going after, that this regime is going after. It's totally, it's totally expected, though. We've been saying that this is exactly what would happen. It's what they have to do, folks. They have to, real, they have to, to go after those who have the balls to say the king is wearing no clothes. They have to go after them. If they don't, this is going to build. You're seeing what's happening. The Democrats are so fucking scared of these midterms because they know what's going to happen. We'll talk about it later that what we need to do is we need to make sure that McConnell and McCarthy are nowhere near the Republican Party as leaders in 22 after this election. We don't want McConnell. We're done. We want a we want a MAGA leader at the top. Trump is bringing, Trump is pushing forward win after win after win. We want MAGA in leadership. We want MAGA in House leadership. McCarthy's not MAGA. He's an establishment guy. He's no better than Paul Ryan or any of the rest of them. Mitch McConnell's already proven who he is. They're not leaders. They're leeches. They're leeches. They want power without doing anything. How many ways can I finagle stuff so I can get all the money and all the power I can get without having to actually do anything? That's McConnell. That's McCarthy. I have no faith in them. Either one of them. They're establishment animals. They didn't help Trump. They weren't your friend. They weren't representing you. They were representing the corporations and the lobbyists and the power brokers that they serve. Because it's not you. Because when you needed them most, they disappeared on you. They didn't raise their voice and say, hey, wait, wait a minute. We're going to lock down the entire country? What's that going to do to the economy? No, they jumped in. They were in. They were ready to jump right in with them. So we need leadership. We need leadership like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was swatted twice in a row, two nights in a row. Police officers have rushed to her house. They know the fucking address. They know who she is, but they rush to the house because they've been, a phone call came in saying that five shots have been fired, a man had fired into the door of a bathroom, and there are women and children, and it was dangerous, and they got to go two nights in a row. You know, the first time I can see it being a mistake, but the second night, the second time it happens right in a row and you're going to the same exact address, I got to think that maybe you realize, hey, we're, we're, we're getting played here. 
Now, that's a dangerous game because you want your police officials to be racing out to emergencies when those emergencies are really happening. But shouldn't the person who's calling those in, shouldn't the person reporting those, shouldn't they take just as much time and energy to track them down and who find out who the fuck they are and indict them, convict them, and put them in jail for a while? But they won't do that. Nope, nope, it's just easier to go out and, and, and raid someone's home and potentially put them in danger. Marjorie Taylor Greene in her story says that the reason that she uh, she went to the door, and when she went to the door, um, she generally would take her gun with her, but she decided to put it down before she went to the door. Well, I would not have put my gun down. Yes, I might have had it behind my back. But I'm not going to my door without a gun. Not at 11, 12 o'clock at night when somebody's knocking on my door. I go to the door with a gun. You better expect it. You drop by my house at 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'm answering it with a gun. Marjorie Taylor Greene says it probably saved her life that she didn't walk up to the door with a gun. I would like to think that that's not the case. I would like to think that you open the door and they don't start firing because you have a gun. Could be. But I would have hidden the gun behind my back. I would have never let them see that I have a a gun. I would have opened the door and peered out, yes, can I help you? (laughs) Nope, we're okay in here. Everything's fine. We're all good. Nope, go away. We're done. You You don't have any right to come into the home. Nope, you don't. I don't care what you think you've got. Nothing's happening here. Everything's okay. We're good here. There have been no shootings. We've got to, folks, we've got to start pushing back, and that's how you do it. You stand your ground. You have rights. They don't have a warrant. Well, we got probable cause. Not a warrant. Go get a fucking warrant. I'm here right now telling you that there's nothing wrong inside this home. You think there is. You go through the legal measures, and you get a fucking warrant. There's nobody here in trouble. You got to keep back. You got to quit backing down. You got to quit allowing the system to overroll, over, over, uh, run over you because you think that well, I might get in trouble. It's your home. They don't have any authority to come in. They have no rights whatsoever. Why? Well, we've got people like Kathy Hochul in New York, the new governor. What would she do? What? How would she utilize her police? How do you think that she looks at you as a citizen? If you're a MAGA citizen, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a hardcore conservative, how do you think that she looks at you? She doesn't even want you in the state. According to the New York Post, Kathy Hochul calls for 5.4 million Republicans to leave New York. That statement right there, what she said, it's dangerous and it's disgusting. What she's saying is we can't live among each other. They're the deplorables, folks. They, they think that they have the, the freedom to speak freely. They, they think that they, it's the bully mentality. Let me explain the bully mentality. I've said it many times. My dad was a minister. I, I traveled all over the country. I went to school after school after school. I learned how to deal with bullies very quickly. She's a bully. She's got a little bit of power, and she's taken She's a fucking Karen. She, she's taken that little bit of power she's, and she's trying to balloon it up and make her list up. And, 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 and so when she does that, she allows her, she justifies in her mind that she is the righteous person to be there. She's the perfect person. God put her there. She's smarter than everybody else around her or below her. And so she knows best. That's dangerous. That's what Hochul has. And so in that mindset, there's this mentality and they've started, they started doing it right after the election. When they came out and they said, well, here's how we stole the election. 
the article, I think it was in the New, York, New Yorker or the, uh, the Atlantic, where the reporter says, yes, we stole the election, but we had to do that to save democracy. So we had to defy the law. We had to do everything illegal to keep things legal and, and, and democratic. Honestly, that's the excuse. Well, Hochul's doing the same exact thing here. She's got a little bit of power. Now what she's saying is, we don't want you in our state. If you think this way, you want people to be held accountable. Don't don't stay here. Get the fuck out of here. Go to Florida. Go to Texas. That's exactly what she said. The New York Post story, Post story reads, Governor Kathy Hochul, who hasn't proven shy about issuing orders, had one for the state's Republicans this week. All 5.4 million of them, quote, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you're, you, you belong. Okay, end quote. You are now, you are not New Yorkers. I'll get this closer so I can actually read it better. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's disgusting what she just said. That is her deplorables moment. She's saying what Hillary Clinton wanted to say. Hillary Clinton was much more eloquent in her way of saying it. But the meaning was the same. They're the deplorables, folks. They haven't changed. Democrats have not changed at all in any way, shape, or form. Everything that they do is about division. That's how they get their power. It's through division. It's not by bringing people together. They talk about bringing people together. But then as soon as they get in, what did Charlie Chris say yesterday? He said the exact same thing in Florida. He's saying, we don't want you here. If you believe this way, we don't want you in our state. In particular, he says, I don't want you voting for me. Well, I can, I can tell you, I'm not a Floridian, but as a conservative, I'm not voting for you, cunt. You don't have my vote. You think my heart is full of hate? That's love for my country. That's hate and disgust for what you're doing to it. I don't hate you, Charlie Crist. There's not hate for you personally. I hate what you're doing. And I want you to stop and I don't want you in power. Or people like you in power. That's not hate. I'm disgusted by what you advocate for. What you want. That's what upsets me. That's what upsets most Americans. Most Americans are go along to get along. They do not want any confrontation. And you've got to sit on the left and you've got to sit on the right. And those are the, on the outside, those are the most vocal, the loudest. I'm one of them on the outside. Now, I call my, I, I look at myself as a midstream guy. I'm not, I'm not crazy as far as, you know, the gay marriage thing. I don't think that gay marriage is, is, is right. Uh, I don't care if they have a civil union. I don't care if the government recognizes them for insurance and all the other bullshit. I don't give two shits. Couldn't care less. But it's not a marriage. A marriage is in the church. And many churches say that they don't agree with that, that the Bible says that you can't do that, that it's a man and a woman, not a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Now, those are all opinions. And opinions are just like assholes. Everybody's got one. Your opinion may be different. That's fine. I don't care. And you shouldn't care enough about mine to want to beat me up. Oh, we, we got to get rid of all these gays. And you're not getting rid of them. They're not going anywhere. And if they need legal protections for the lifestyle that they want to live, okay, that's fine. I don't give two shits. Well, you got a problem with the LGBTQ, uh, the LGBTQ plus RZ, whatever the fuck alphabet they're using today. The gay community, I'm done with. Because what they're advocating now is not just for their freedoms, but now they want the rights to talk to your children any way that they want. And it comes from this mentality of Kathy Holcomb. 
that we will make the rules. You will live like we want you to live. And if you don't, get the fuck out. It's no fucking different than the bully on the playground. If you don't play by my rules, you can't play with my ball. And right now she's got the ball. So how do you get the ball out of Kathy's hand? You fight in New York. That's how you do it. Let her destroy herself. Keep keep the fight up. Keep showing every time that she does something like this. Because right now it's just Republicans. Now here's the thing. This is what amazes me about you liberals. I I do not fucking understand you. Um, You divvy people up into little groups that you can pick on and hate on. And, and then say, they're the problem, they're the problem. And then when that, that group leaves, you switch your attention to another group with inside your own ranks. And you keep doing it and whittling it down, whittling it down, whittling it down. So the only people that are in your little group are the people that believe just like you do. That's a fucking cult. That's what a cult is. Cults do the exact same thing. They keep pushing people out until they have pure belief in that, that circle. Those people believe 100%. That's all they think. That's all they believe. That's all they look into is what that belief structure is. And that's what Kathy Holcomb wants in New York. She doesn't want anybody who doesn't agree with her Kool-Aid flavor, doesn't like that Kool-Aid flavor. She wants them out of the state. Charlie Chris says, hey, if, if, if you don't believe what, if you don't align with what we believe, and they call that hate, anything that doesn't align with what they believe is hate. By the way, it's getting so tired. I'm so fucking tired of these arguments. I disagree with you. I don't hate you. I can grow to hate you. I don't hate you now. It's like the word bigot. People use the word bigot all the time. He's a bigot. They don't even know what the fucking word means. They think it means racist. It doesn't. Bigot means that you're just loud about your opinion. That's it. I'm loud about my opinion. I staunchly believe in what I believe in, and, I'm, and I state it loudly. That's a bigot. Go look up the, the definition. These idiots don't even know how to use the words that they're using. Punch a Nazi in the face. I'm all for that. Let's go punch a Nazi in the face. But the Nazis aren't the ones showing up the school boards, wanting to know why their kids are being forced to learn about gay shit at two and three and four years old. I don't care what the fuck you sucker lick. I do not care what you put into your body or allow somebody to put in your body. Don't care. Most people don't. But stop wearing it as a fucking T-shirt. The American people are tired of it. We're tired of three, three to five percent of the population telling us how do we have to allow what we have to do with our kids. Let me remind you, by the way, this is a group of people that with if they practice their religion of sex, same sex, if they practice that religion, they can't produce. They cannot reproduce. So they had to come after our kids. That was the only thing available to them. That's the only place they get to grow their base is among children. Well, we want to normalize it among children. No, you don't get to normalize sex among kids. They get 18. Well, they, well, they, they get 18. They, they may look at our lifestyle as, as, as different or strange. It is different and strange. It's outside the norm. I wish you guys would wrap your head around that. It's not normal. I've said it time and time again that I, I made a comment to a guy that worked for me years ago. I said, well, you're a deviant. He was gay. And I said, well, you're a deviant. He goes, oh, I, I take great you know, offense to that. I'm not a deviant. You are. You deviate from the norm. That's where the word comes from. You see, um, I sucked at English, but I, I loved grammar. <laughs> so I can't tell you what a dangling participle is, but I can tell you the definition of almost, almost any word. I'm really good that way. And I understand what the word means and how to utilize it. 
So when, when you use the word deviant, it's not a negative term. It can be utilized, I guess, if it's a negative term. But if you deviate from the norm, you're a deviant. And the norm is 97% of people are straight. They don't deviate from the norm, 97%. Think about that. 97% of people are straight. Only 3 to 5% of people are gay. And that's they, they, the, three, the, the 3% is closer, they, they think, to what the, the actual number is, not the 5%. But 3, three to 5% uh, are, are in the LGBTQ community. Why are they getting so much, why are they getting so much attention? Well, because the left wants to use it right now. It's a tool for division. And so they want to teach your kids a certain thing. Now, and, now, now think about this. What they said was, we're going to teach your kids about sex. We're going to teach your kids about all of this stuff. And if you don't like it, you're against the LGBTQ community. You're a hater. That's the logic that they use. No, I, I'm not against them. I couldn't give two shits unless they're involved with what, what's going on. And if they're involved, then yeah, I got a problem with them. But this teaching of kids about sex and CRT, that, that is so Marxist and socialist, uh, socialistic that if, as a parent, you're not paying attention to it and you don't think it's a big concern, you're being childishly naive. Because if given the opportunity, Kathy Hochul would lock everybody up and send them away to a camp if given the opportunity. If she thought she could get away with that, She'd do it. How do I know? Because she wants you to leave the fucking state. She doesn't want you in her state. If she thought she had the power to get rid of you, that's what she would do. That's why Democrats are so dangerous. They keep pointing the other finger and saying, well, they're doing this, they're doing this. Listen, everything a Democrat says is happening is what they're projecting. They're already doing it. If they're calling you a racist, then they're a racist. They, everybody's a racist inside. Everybody, no, no, we're not. Just you guys are. I don't look at a black person or a Hispanic person or an Asian person and go, well, I, uh, I got to watch out for them. They're, they're different than me. Nope. I do that to everybody, by the way. I keep my head on a swivel with anybody, everybody. I don't care what color you are. I keep an eye on you. My wife thinks it's funny. When we go to a restaurant, it doesn't matter where it is. I always want to sit with my back to the wall looking at the room. I want to be able to see what's going on around me. I do not want to have my back to a door. Call me crazy. But um, I was at a restaurant, uh, this is years ago, uh, here in Indianapolis. I went to a, it was a chicken and fish place, stopped in to get a bite, a quick bite. And about 20 minutes after we left, two gentlemen walked in and killed the, the, the kids that were working behind the counter. Robbed them. $38 is, I think, what they got. Something like that. Crazy. Never did catch the guys. And since then, from that moment on, I've carried a firearm wherever I've gone. Even into gun-free zones. I don't give two shits. By the way, there is no gun-free zone now. We've been, it's been affirmed. You want a gun-free zone in your facility? You don't want me there with my firearm? Fine. Then I'm going to make it very clear that you don't allow people to protect themselves. You don't protect us. You're not willing to protect us. The guard wasn't there. There was nobody there with a firearm. Somebody could walk in and just do anything. So we've got to be able to protect ourselves because the leftists have gone crazy. It's not the right doing this. It's not the right going. It's not, you know, it's not NRA members shooting up crowds. When's the last time that you saw somebody that was a conservative that, or a Republican or an NRA member that went and shot anybody up? Nope. Nope. It's the leftist. Scalise, leftist. Uh, Lee Zeldin, leftist. Um, 
here just most recently with um, Judge um, Kavanaugh. Somebody came into his yard with a gun in their pocket and had stated on social media they wanted him dead. They wanted to kill him. Yet we're the problem. We're the problem. That's why we have to step out. Because you've got Charlie Chris down there in, in Florida saying, hey, we don't, we, don't, we don't need you haters down here. And you got Kathy Hochul in New York saying, get the fuck out of the state. We don't even want you here. We don't want your tax base. We don't want anything. Get the fuck out. That's dangerous, folks. It's extremely dangerous to have these political leaders doing all of this. And then you've got the big news. And the big news, the big news is what's happening next. I mean, what I keep telling you in these podcasts and, and on social media is we try to be two to three, maybe even six weeks out. It's, it's hard to, to dictate or to, to predict what's going to happen six weeks out. And it's hard to dictate that too. It's too many moving parts. For those of you that think there's some secret plan behind the scenes and somebody's working by, it's just, it's just too hard to do over this long of period of time. You cannot adjust. For those of you who believe that, listen closely. What government program have you ever seen roll out and be perfect and worked at, work as it's supposed to? They just don't. D-Day is a perfect example. One of the most well-thought-out attack plans ever, and it was a catastrophe from beginning to end. Now, it was successful, but everything that they planned on doing initially failed. The gliders failed. We didn't get all the ships uh, to the points we were supposed to get them to. When the invasion happened, it was rough seas. Um, There was all of these issues that went into play that was just one catastrophe after another. Now, we still won, but my point is, is that that was luck. And that was the determination of the American soldier, honestly. The determination of the American soldier is what pushed forward. Um, But that's actual kinetic action. That's fighting. That's not planning. For those of you who believe that there may be somebody working behind the scenes to save you, the question is how? What could they do that would be big enough to stop what's happening? Joe just, Joe, Joe just sent another $3 billion to Ukraine, $3 billion. Now he's promising to pay off student debt at $400, $500 billion. They're out of control, folks, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. I mean, one of the things that we have to look at is how, what, what they're planning to do next. So there's, there's some conjecture out there that, that Gavin Newsom is going to be the new president, and there doesn't even have to be an election. Now, This is all conjecture. We don't have any confirmation that this is exactly what the plan is, but it's possible. And that's that Gavin Newsom could become the president of the United States without ever firing a shot, without an election ballot ever being cast. And it works this way. Kamala Harris steps down. For whatever reason. Doesn't matter. Arbitrary. Biden picks Gavin Newsom as the new VP. He resigns, comes in. Now, the reason I bring this up is because we have new news about Nancy Pelosi that's getting pretty serious and a pretty serious look, and it looks like everything's being put in place right now for this plan to potentially happen. But the way that it would work is it would be after the election. So after this fall election, uh, and they may do it prior to, just to set things in place to get you know to get a, the, the base all fired up, but it's the only realistic thing that they have available to them that is legal that they can do. Joe Biden does not have the authority to pay off student loan debt. He just doesn't. That goes through the, that has to go through the house. It's spending money. It has to go through the house. So Kamala steps down. Gavin Newsom takes her place. Within a couple of months, 
oh, Joe's just not the man he used to be. And we're going to let this, this new blood take over and, and be the leadership of the new Democrat Party. And there you go. That's how Gavin Newsom becomes president. And it can happen between now and the end of the year. Same thing happened in 1971-72 with uh, Spiro Agnew, Nixon, and Ford. Spiro Agnew got into ta- tax problems. Um, Ford let him go. And then they brought in they brought in um, Gerald Ford. And then Spiro ended up going to jail, I think. I think I know he got indicted. I don't know if he went to jail or not. I think he did. Um, and he just kind of disappeared in politics. That was his, he, he screwed up. He was the VP, had to step down. Um, so... Now, today, it's not taxes, right? It's bigger issues. It's, it, it, these are the issues that we have at play right now with what's going on in the government, what we know that Hunter Biden has done for sure. Um, and when I say we, um, there's a group of us that work together. I've seen Hunter Biden's laptop. He should be in jail. Now, one of the, <laughs> this is what's interesting. Some of the metadata on the images show that Hunter Biden was not in the U.S., when these events took place, some of these children, the images, the timestamps, and the metadata shows he wasn't in the U.S. He was off of U.S. shores. And some of the conjecture or, or assumptions about why he hasn't been arrested is because the illegal activities took place on foreign soil. And U.S. Um, the U.S. doesn't have the right to go after him. And I said, well, that's fine. So they can't go after him for actually fucking the kid. But they can't go after him for having pictures of him fucking the kid. That's still illegal. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how many kids he fucked. If he's got a picture of, of just one each, that's illegal to have. That's illegal to possess. It's not only illegal to do the act. That's bad enough. But now you've got this material that can be spread around the planet, given to others. That's why they, they make such a hard hit on child porn is because the crime is, is bad enough, but spreading that around the planet, that that's where these people get off. That's where they get their jollies. Which is an interesting, because we just saw the same thing happen. This two-tiered justice system that we have going on in our country, it's not just for, for Hunter Biden, it's also for Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Which is maybe why Wayne Dupree, the Wayne Dupree show is um, reporting on a, a local San Francisco paper that's saying Nancy Pelosi will retire right after midterms and her daughter is expected to take her seat. So why is she running again? Well, that's the big question. And, and, and a lot of people have theories, but the one that um, Wayne Dupree talks about that he saw was from investigative reporter Paul Sperry. And um, he says in his article here, I'll read this actually. He actually shared two theories from the San Francisco gate piece. And I am on board with the first one. The second one, where he states Pelosi is thinking about running for the higher office, is absurd. She's never going to be president. That's never going to happen, right? Um, I mean, even if she has to know that that'll never happen again, she's 187 years old and her approval rating is like 6% or something. No, that will not happen. She'll never be president. This is the, the article still going on. I don't think even Pelosi is that out of touch and narcissistic. But the first theory he shared, now that is very interesting. And speaking of narcissist, I think it makes the most sense for someone like Nancy. The theory claims that Pelosi is coming back. 
and will even deal with the humiliating demotion for a short time so she can retire midterm and tag-team her daughter, Christine, to carry on her legacy. The San Francisco Gate reported that if Pelosi goes the way of former House Speaker John Boehner, Ryan's predecessor, and retires early enough in her term, a special election will be called to fill Pelosi's San Francisco Congressional District. Special elections are typically of the lower turnout variety where only the most politically engaged participate, but California's new universal vote by mail rules could change that. There's been persistent chatter in Democratic circles that Pelosi's daughter, Christine, who is a California Democratic Party delegate, could seek that seat, as could Senator Scott Weiner, another favorite of Democratic establishment types. Here's what Paul said. Quote, Nancy Pelosi will run for re-election in 2022. Why? To tag team daughter Christine into her seat after she retires mid-term after losing majority of her le- majority and her speakership. Or does she have ambitions for higher office? Exhibit A, staging defiant Taiwan trip, question mark, end quotes. So that's what's going on with Nancy Pelosi. My, my thought is that I think she's getting out. I think that he's right. She's 187 years old. She's going to step down, but she's going to be the Harry Reid of her generation. Uh, someone, no one's really taken Harry Reid's place, um, you know, in Nevada since uh, since she stepped down. Uh, he or he died, and I believe that after she steps down, that that's what the goal will be: is that she'll go to be the Harry Reid. She'll be the voice behind everybody, the scene, the player behind the scenes until she passes away. And at her age, it could happen any day. I don't expect so, though. I mean, you can see that she's still pretty running, pretty spry, and she's drinking every day. So I think she's embalmed herself. She could actually live to be 187 years old. Um, we are looking at um, one of the things that we're jumping on to the next subject here. One of, the, one of the issues that we're looking at right now is we're going through um, the conversation that uh, Zuckerberg had with uh, Joe Rogan on Joe Rogan's podcast. And we're getting some of that information, that data right now. Uh, Americans are pissed off about what Zuckerberg has done. Uh, he plays this um, laid back tech guy that just so even keel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, t- let me explain it to you how, how we're doing things. And uh, it's interesting when you get into the conversation here, we've been gleaning it. We're going to tear it apart and play it back for you. Um, but um, we think that we're in a real, we're, we're real, we're in a real pickle in this country. And the thing that people keep saying is, well, what do I do? What do I do? I, I want to get involved. What do I do? Here, here's the thing. And, I, and I'll be real honest with you. Um, the, the way that you change what's happening is to get involved. Now, you can get involved with what we're doing. We'd love to have you on board as long as you're not crazy. Um, <laughs> we, we want people on board to be able to come in and take over a state, build a state um, chapter of, um, and we're calling it, Kramer says, it's not going to be that for, forever. But get that going to where um, we can get involvement at the state level um, as election workers, poll workers, poll watchers, uh, working on campaigns, people just to get involved. Because it, it, everyone knows that once you get involved with something, once you have skin in the game, you're much more likely um, to get engaged if there's fraud or if that organization or that agenda needs help that you'll jump in and get even deeper into that and become more involved. And that's what we need. What, what government has tried to do is push people away. Um, don't, no, no, don't, don't come over here. Don't, don't, don't look at what we're doing. They don't, they don't want people peering in on them. We saw that during the elections when they started closing up the windows. Oh no, no, no. It's for privacy. You, you can't see what they're doing. We should count all votes in open air markets where everyone can see everything that's happening. There should be no issue with transparency. And the way that we get that is by getting more people involved. 
by having you there, just observing. If you haven't, if you haven't volunteered to be a part of the system, to be a part of the solution, and you're bitching about shit that's going on and thinking that all you have to do is vote, you're wrong. That vote is yours. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It's not up to anybody else to protect your vote but you. You want your vote protected? Get involved. You want a voice? Get involved. You want me to listen to you about the bitching? Get involved. Your vote is not enough. It's not enough, folks. We've been lazy. We've allowed other people to go defend our freedoms for us, to fight for our freedoms. And somewhere along the path, what ended up happening with them is that they, well, they decided, fuck that. It's much more lucrative if I, if I fight for my freedoms or if I fill my wallet, if I make sure that my child goes to the right college or the right prep school or whatever. They use it for advantage. We've seen it happen time and time again. And what amazes me, especially with the Democrats, <laughs> is they don't seem to realize it, that they get used time and time again. And so do we. So do we. So I've got to, there's another part I'm going to come back on this with. But Democrats, Joe Biden just told people before the election, told kids, we're going to reduce your college debt. We're going to get rid of it. And then when he got in office, eh, maybe $10,000. Maybe we give you $10,000. And then he said, basically, fuck off. And, and it disappeared. It was gone. But as soon as they're in problem, in, in trouble with the polls, what ends up happening? Well, Joe runs back to him. Hey, hey, kids. Because he knows that the millennials, those, those with that college debt, my son, who's, I think, carrying $50,000, $60,000 in debt, he chose to do that. I tried to talk him out of it. <laughs> he wouldn't have any part of it. It's his debt. Daddy's not paying that. I could write a check today and pay for it. Not doing it. That's his responsibility. That's what you learn as an adult. But what we've been told is, well, these kids who came out and the economy's terrible. Yeah, the economy's terrible because of the policies of the Biden administration. And now they're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine for whatever fucking reason. We're doing nothing with the border. We're not doing anything. Wouldn't it be nice if Joe Biden said, hey, listen, we've got $5 billion that we're going to do this with, and it's a specific program, and this is what it's going to do, and it's going to help these people immediately. But that's not what he does. It's, 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 a, it's a $50 billion, or it's a $100 billion, $200 billion, $500 billion program over 10 years. Joe Biden will be dead within that period. Old age is going to take him. He ain't got much longer. So he's not going to see 10 years from now. So he can make any promise he wants because he ain't going to be here when that bill comes due. You will be, though. I will be, though, hopefully. And we've got to pay that bill. That's what we've got to do is hold these people's feet to the fire. So I said, coming back around, in 2010, we gave the Tea Party a huge boost. And there was all these Tea Party members that went to Congress. And where are they now? Yep. They became like all of the rest. They got there and they got sucked in. They became friends with the people they were supposed to be enemies with. The people that they were supposed to fight against, they became friendly with. And you can't, you can't call out your buddy on the Senate floor when you've got dinner Friday night and the wives are getting together and, and doing something on Saturday morning. You can't be calling out your buddy. Our founding fathers never meant for these people to be friends. Our founding fathers never meant for D.C. to be the hub of power. You were supposed to do your job, go home, and live among the people that you represented. 
so that they could hold you accountable. But our politicians don't do that. In particular, the bureaucrats in D.C. don't do that. They have massive amounts of power and no accountability. It's almost impossible to fire somebody in the federal government or any government. That's how they insulate themselves. These rules have to be changed. We have to change it to where these people are actually worse off than we are. Not better off. Why, why is a congressperson, why is a congressperson or a senator, why are they worth $200,000 a year? What do they bring to the table? Is it their college education, their experience? No, it's their ability to get elected. $200,000 a year. What's the median income income in the country right now? What, $35,000, $40,000, something like that? Or I, I think maybe it's closer to fifty. But they make four times the median income. So how many people, think about this, how many people have to work all year long in this country and pay taxes so just one congressperson, one congressional member gets their 200 k How many people making, I don't know, 25, 30, 40, $50,000 a year? How much work do they have to do to get that person paid? Think about it. If the median income is $50,000, and we'll do this for round numbers, right? It would take four people's incomes in total to pay for one congressional member. Now, they're only taking a percentage of each person who's making $50,000 a year. They're only taking a certain percentage of their tax revenue and giving it to that congressional person. Just a, just a smidge, right, of each person. How many people do you think that it takes to pay for AOC? Mitch McConnell. McCarthy. Let's do our side. How, much does it, how many of us does it take to have them there? Mm-hmm. Do the math. It comes out to be about 400 people. 400 people have to go to work every day to pay for one congressional member. 400. They're, they, they, they work their asses off. Everything from doctors to, to, the, the, to the garbage guy, from the plumber, all the way up to the guy that works at NASA. They're all paying. We're all paying the same thing. They're making a lot more than we. Why aren't congressional members, why don't they live at the median the, the, the median um, income? Why don't, they, why don't they live along the same lines as everybody else? The median, you know, the average American. Why don't they live at the same range as the average? Why can't they make it on what you make it on? They can. They choose not to because they have power. And because you won't say anything about it, because you're not involved, they can continue to do it. And then all of a sudden you find out about it and it's a rage in the news for a couple of days and then it passes and moves on because there's something else like war in Ukraine or monkey pox or Hunter Biden's laptop or Ashley Biden's diary or somebody in Hollywood is divorcing their husband or wife. And that what, that's what gets your attention and suddenly you forget about it. Like, for example... Seem to forget about, you know, the FBI building in uh, in Oklahoma City. They got blown up by Timothy McVeigh. Um, that was the only place that it stored any of the data or any of the information about uh, Hillary Clinton's Whitewater dealings and the investigation that was going on there. <laughs> Weird, huh? Yeah, they were supposed to release that information the following day, but the building got blown up the day before. Timing's odd on that. Same thing with the... Uh, the money at the Pentagon, right? Um, 
it was revealed that the Pentagon had somehow lost, I believe, several trillion dollars, didn't know where it was, where it had gone, where that money had been, what that money had been spent on. And then we have the 9-11 attacks. Now, I don't believe that it was an inside job from the standpoint of um, people wiring up buildings. Uh, the, the, the buildings fell. There's nothing weird about that. They fell. Um, I, I've been a part of demolition um, videography where we set up uh, video cameras and all kinds of stuff to, to be able to capture a, um, a demolition, a controlled demolition. It took weeks of men and women in those buildings, tearing those buildings apart, getting them down to their core to be able to do that. They ran wires and lines everywhere. There's no evidence that there was any of that at the World Trade Center. But people like conspiracies. And so instead of just saying, hey, listen, two bad things, two bad things can happen at the same time, or two things can happen at the same time, and they're not a coincidence, they just happen. Or, or it was worth wrecking the economy. It was worth destroying downtown New York. It was worth putting fear into our country to get two things. The first thing that they got was that the attention was off about the, the trillions of dollars missing from the Pentagon, and they got the Patriot Act. Now they can legally spy on you. I'll close by saying this today. Everything that Hitler did was legal. Everything that he did. All the murders that he did, um, the actions that he took, everything was legal. That's why they documented it so heavily. That's why it was so easy to go back after the Germans, after the Nazis, uh, after World War II, and uh, dive into what they had done. Because they documented everything because it was legal. They weren't hiding anything. It was legal to do what they did. The Democrats are doing the exact same thing now. They're, they're, they want laws that gives them complete control. And the way that you... Put this the right way. The way that you... Stop that. The way that you stop what Klaus Schwab wants, what Yuval Harara wants, what these men and women around the planet want, the, the people at Davos that said that once their plan is complete, they're going to have to reevaluate what free speech looks like, in particular on the internet. They're telling you their plan. If you're not getting involved, if you're not taking action, you're going to live the rest of your lives. Your children will definitely live the rest of their lives on their knees. Maybe their children as well. If these idiots get their way, they're going to destroy not only America, but they'll destroy the planet. They want complete control. We've already seen what they're willing to do. They were lie, cheat, and steal to get it. It's left up to those of us who are honest human beings. We may not agree with everything that Democrats agree with, but there are Democrats as well that are seeing what's happening. They're not the far left. And let me put it this way. The far left and the far right are going to unify against us. Those with common sense. Because what they'll do is they'll align with the power. And there isn't a left and right anymore in this country, folks. There isn't. There's us and there's the globalist. That's it. And the sooner you wrap your head around that, the better off you're going to be. That's why in the next few weeks, we'll be talking to people like Sergio De La Pena, former DOD threat analysis. We'll be talking to Cash Patel. Hopefully, we'll be able to get um, Chris Miller and some others in. Insights into what's going on. That's our goal. To let you know and let you hear from the experts what they see and what they see coming next. It's interesting to me that in talking with these people months ago, um, most recently Cash and, and Sergio, uh, Sergio De La Pena, is that um, 
their, I think their opinions are changing as where we're going. They see that the desperation of those on the left, of where they are and what their goal is, that they're not meeting it, not at the timetable they wanted. They're getting so much pushback now that they have to go full bore. I was talking with Sergio De La Pena this morning, and that's what he said. He said, that's the whole issue, is that they, they're going to put the pedal to the metal now because they realize that they're in trouble. And, the, and, and how do you keep them in trouble? How do you keep the slow things down? Get involved. So with that being said, you're going to ask the question now, well, Kramer, how do we get involved? That's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're supplying that. We're, we're building out a website right now uh, that is going to allow you uh, to, to get information about your state. That's how we're going to start it. We're not starting it in D.C. That's not where the power is. The power is back at home. It's you. You locally have more power in your state than you do going off to D.C. And there's nobody in D.C. And there's nobody in D.C. who's going to answer you. The people that you have to go after, the people that you have to confront are the people that have the power in your state. And you get involved and you fight them locally. Because everybody who's been sent to D.C. came from a state. Everything in D.C. started in your home state. Started in my home state. So if you want to defeat D.C., you got to start at home. That's where it starts. And the first thing is this election this fall. You've got to get engaged. You've got to, you've got to pay attention to what's going on. If you don't, then keep your fucking pie holes shut. If you think that voting is enough, then stop complaining about high gas prices and all the other bullshit because you're too lazy to do what needs to be done. Yeah, I'm calling you out. Get involved. Even if it means getting a group of friends to sit outside these ballot boxes and guard them. Make it a beer party. Make it a party. Whatever whatever you can do to ensure that our elections are free and fair, you've got to do. So when you're doing these ballot box watch, you do these watch parties, you just sit there and watch. You don't engage. You don't talk to the people bringing ballots and dropping them off. And if somebody's got 30 or 40 ballots, you don't engage with them. You just videotape them. You document, document the entire thing. You get up in their face. You get their license plates. You get it all. You let them know that that's unacceptable. Because that's what we used to do in this country. We used to shame people. We used to shame people. We don't shame them anymore because we don't want the confrontation. Well, they, you know, maybe they'll come back at me. Let me put it this way. I'm going to be real blunt with you. There's an asshole on social media that made the claim that I had addresses that sexual offenders or pedophiles have been caught at. That's untrue. It's not true. It's not even, not even one bit of truth. But I'm not going to explain that. The first thing that I did is I didn't try to explain it away. I said, show me the proof. Where's your proof? I'm calling you a liar because it's never happened. That has never happened. Show me your proof. Then the little weasel says, well, I, I, I misread the report. Okay, show us the report. We want to see what you misread. How stupid you, how did you misread the report? We want to see what you, we want to see what you read. Is it, is it easy to, you know, because if, if it was like, if there's a report that says that that's the case, and I saw that and I go, well, that's easy to, that's easy to misunderstand. I get that. I give him the pass. I'm that kind of guy, but there's no report. That's the thing. And we have to go after people full force. We cannot allow them. We can't try to explain it. We've got to go after them full force. Make them prove what they've got. Just like the elections. If you won the election, show us. They can't. They can't show us because they cheated. You know it. I know it. They know it.
I mean, that's just common sense. Well, it's a threat to democracy to even question. Listen, if our democracy isn't strong enough to, to understand that we, so from time to time, we're going to question it. If it's not strong enough for that, if it can't withstand that, then we're already lost. If the democracy is so weakened, if our republic is so weakened that we cannot have any questions asked about the, the validity of an election, it's already lost. Yes, I get angry. I get passionate about it because that logic doesn't make sense to me. If you have nothing to hide, then open it up. Now, people say that about, well, Kramer, if you don't have anything to hide, let the IRS know. They have no right to come in. They don't have the right to come in and just uh, audit me because they want to because of what I've said or done. That's not the same thing of opening my books. Stop allowing the government to dictate what they do in your life. The tables are the other way. We have the power. This mentality of, well, if, if you haven't done anything wrong, what are you worried about? Open it up. That's, that's what they say. You, when, when they say, well, we're going we're gonna to do this new gun check, or we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. It's always an invasion of the government into my privacy. And the comment they use is, well, if you don't have anything to hide, then why are you, what are you worried about? Because you don't have the right. I'm a private individual. You're the government. You don't have the right to do that. However... I do have the right to do it the other way around. And that's where these idiots in politics, have, they've lost their fucking minds. They don't know how to argue or debate. They want to win. They, they, they want to win the argument. I want to win the fucking war. I want this to stop. I want it to stop now. Because what we have is we're arguing from the wrong point. If Democrats have nothing to, nothing to hide, if they won the election, then prove it. Prove you won. Prove it. Show us the evidence. Let's make a, a national deal where we go to these six battleground states and we go through their data. Show it. Open the books. Show it. You can't because you fucking cheated. We know it. You know you're busted. And that's what's scary right now. They know it's all coming out. Look what happened in the last couple of weeks. Zelensky, head of the CDC, came out. Yeah, we fucked up. We were not prepared for the 100-year pandemic that we have been getting billions of dollars every year to be prepared for. We were unprepared. So we're going we're gonna to reset. We're going to rebuild the CDC. Okay, that's fine. You can't be a part of it, though, Zelensky. She's got to be gone. I mean, if you found out that somebody built a dam and the dam failed... When you needed it most, during the biggest flood, it failed. Do you allow those same engineers and, and architects and workers to go back and build the next dam? Fuck that. That makes no sense whatsoever. But that's politics. So that happened this week. Zelensky comes out and says that. Fauci comes out this week. He's going to retire. And he's made some statements about, oh, I think we did the best we could under, under the circumstances, yada, 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 but I'm going to retire. Zuckerberg comes out and says the FBI told them to actually censor individual people. That's illegal. They're starting to, they're starting to spill the beans, folks, and there's nowhere for them to run. The, the, the rats are, are scared shitless. They know what happens next. So the next two years are going to be tough. And the way that we get through the next two years, if we have two years left in us, is to stand get involved and not back down and not be um, confront, uh, what is it? Um, confrontation avoidant. When somebody says something that you know is a lie, have the balls to stand up. Otherwise, you have nothing. I made the comment last week, I believe it was, that 
Our founding fathers, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they were signing off their lives. They were signing away their rights, their lives. It was a death warrant for them because what they were saying to the king, fuck you. Yes, I'm a traitor. I'm a traitor to the crown. Come get me. Here's my name. John Hancock did it the proudest. He had the biggest signature on there. Fuck you, king. Come get me. Many of those men um, died penniless, paupers, um, but they, they founded the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Now, recently, um, we've stated that, you know, we're building a website. We're going to be asking for emails. That's how you get involved. That's, how, that's the first process to start. And the number of people who have proclaimed to be hardcore patriots, and we've got to do what it takes to get our country back. And then as soon as we say we're building a form to be able to get together, these same people, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable giving you my email address. That, may, I, that might get to the FBI and they, they may come and get me. And, and, and I, just don't feel, I just don't feel right about that. You, you may be an FBI agent. You're right. I may be. You don't know. I'm just a guy on the other side of a microphone, right? You have no idea. But I've been consistent for two years. I've been involved in politics for the last 15 to 20 I've got a track record. And, and nowhere in there does it have any involvement with any three-letter agency. But I will tell you this. You don't have to believe me or take my word for it. But at some point, you're going to have to have the heart of a founding father. You're going to have to come to the conclusion that though these men, they didn't have email addresses. They signed their name. They couldn't hide behind Microsoft or... Um, GoDaddy or any of these other email services. Nope. They put their name on the line. They were bold enough to say, you know what? I stand for what I believe in and I'm going to put my name on the line. And all we're asking for is an email address so that, hey, we can let you know what's going on in your state. Now, if you're not bold or courageous enough to give an email address, then you're probably not going to be bold enough or courageous enough to, to do what needs to be done next, to, to take the fight they're not Democrats. They're part of the problem. But these globalists that want to take over our nation. Because that's what it's going to come to. It will happen. It'll happen in our lifetimes. At least in mine. I'm 57 years old. I expect it to happen in the next two to three years. If not sooner. These Democrats are, they're scared. And they have the globalist on their side. That's where they get their funding from. It would not surprise me at all. If the Democrats saddled up with the UN and all of a sudden we've got blue hats in here. I would, I would like to think that that's not the case, but they're so fucking crazy right now. They're so fucking, um, I'm trying to think the best way to put it. Um, they're caged animals. They're cornered. It's almost time uh, for the gauntlet to drop and, and, and they're scared shitless. And that's when, that's when all animals are, are the most dangerous is when they're cornered. And that's where they are right now. So unless you get involved, unless you become part of the system, you do not have to join our group, but at least have the courage of our founding fathers to give your email address. They gave their names. Go make up a fake email address. Join. It doesn't have to be us, but join somebody, get involved, get some skin in the game and be, be a part of the solution and stop bitching about what's going on and be a part of the solution. Because if you're not, 
You have no voice. Your vote isn't enough anymore. We need you to help behind the scenes and on the front lines. That's what I'm asking for. So over the weekend here, hopefully we will get the Kramer Says website up and running. You can you can hit me up at syndication at KramerSays.com. I prefer you don't do that yet. Give us a couple more days. We'll have the email form up and going. Um, Megan has been putting all of those in by hand. It's a pain in the ass. So give us a couple days where we can get the form in and then it'll do it all, all automatically. Um, and we're going to reach out to you and what you can do in your state. Some have said, well, I, I'm not really good at, at video or audio. Or I'm not a graphic designer, but I can do research. We need that. And your state is going to need that. So what we're going to do, what we're looking for is, is you know, state directors, regional directors, um, directors with inside, uh, the, uh, underneath the, the, the state director to be able to, to, to get information up specifically about the state you live in. So the website, the way it's being developed is that it will aggregate that data to the front of the website. So anybody landing on the front page will see reports from all over the state, what's going on in each state, stories from each state. But each state will have its own directory, its own information about what's going on in your state. And hopefully, if we do this right, we'll get, we can bag that down or uh, 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 delineate that down into different cities within the state as well. So that you you can get to the large markets and some of these smaller cities as well. And each each city, each area will have somebody that's dicta- uh, uh, supplying information and data about that area. What's going on with the voting? What's going on with the law? What's going on with, with law and order? What's happening with crime? All the information that's important about that area gets aggregated up to the top. No AI, all just because of how many clicks and likes, the basics. We're not, we're not revamping what um, you see in here. We're not deciding what you see in here. You are. And so that's in, that's in the process right now. In addition, I do have good news. We're in talks right now. It would, it's going to be another six to eight weeks potentially before it can roll out. Um, we're, we're in talks right now about developing a Kramer Says TikTok-like application and rolling it out. Um, we're, we're, we're looking for a couple of uh, backers uh, to get the financing taken care of on that. Um, but the system is built. It's already in place, and we we think we can have it rolled out in six to six to ten weeks is realistic. Uh, not you know with, with where we are right now. So um, these are all things that we're working on. Uh, by the way, if you're financially set and you want to be a backer and you want to join Kramer Says, uh, I don't ask for money. I ask for involvement. Uh, it doesn't pay me. I don't take any money from this. It would pay the systems to get into place. Um, if you're in, if you're interested in that, hit us up. Um, and we're not asking for you know for. We would take small donations, but we prefer to take people who can write big checks. You know who you are. You guys are the ones who fund it, right? You guys are the ones who 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 are who we're looking for, just like our founding fathers. Our founding fathers were men of, of stature that were willing to put their their wealth and their income where they are today. We're asking for that now. Um, if, if if you would like to to join in what we're doing, you get board positions. The whole thing it's bigger than than what it sounds like. We're, we're building it out like an organ, a true organization. Um, we will get five hundred one three C status. We're moving forward, people. Regardless of those left behind, we're moving forward because we see the dawn of a new day. We see the writing on the wall. If we do not act now, our nation is lost. We have um, between now and the election to start to get a, a hold back in our nation. And after this election, if this red wave materializes, these people across the country, these Democrats and these globalists, are going to go batshit crazy. They're going to use any reason whatsoever to come after you and your children on a ton of different levels. And now's, now's the time we fight back. So we're doing what they've done. But we're starting from scratch. It's tough, 
right? It's an uphill battle. They've already got the advantage. We are fighting up Hamburger Hill. That's what it seems like. But we're clawing away each time by taking these steps, by starting to take back and build areas where our voice can be heard without being fettered by somebody or an AI telling us what we can and can't say. I don't like being told what I can and can't say. If you don't like that either, join us. And if you've got deep pockets, I'm not asking for money from the people in the, you know, in, in the, in the peanut gallery over here. Right, I understand how hard the times are for them right now. I don't want their money. But if you're, if you're financially set and you want to join with what we're doing, we need your help. We need your help. So with that being said, join us. Hopefully the, the Kramer Says website will be up and running by the end of this weekend and we'll be able to start showcasing some of the, way, some of the things that we're going to do. If you're interested in being a state director or a regional director or you want a board position with investment po- uh, capability, that's what we're talking about right now. If that's what you're, if that's what you're interested in, again, it's how we take our voice back. It's how we get our country back. And whether you guys are a part of it or not, I'm still moving forward with it because I believe in it. I believe that this is the method. This is the path back to getting our country back and fighting back against not just the Democrats, but these globalists who want to take over our planet. And they want to do with whatever they want to do with you and your children. <laughs> What we've seen Hunter Biden do, the Biden family, Jeffrey Epstein. These people have been outed. This is our opportunity right now. We strike while the iron is hot. So join us. Join us at KramerSays.com. Let us know um, how you can be a part of the program or what you'd like to do or what you could help with. We, we, we're welcoming everybody. Um, in particular, right now, we're looking for graphic designers, video editors, audio editors. Uh, we're going to start producing uh, content, long-form content, and we need help doing that. Uh, we need videographers, people that can get content around the country for us. So if you want to get engaged, this is the way that you get engaged. This is the way that you help. And right now, everybody's doing it gratis. We're doing it for free because we want to take our, our, our country back. Worry about the money later. We'll get that taken care of later. Right now, we've got to take our country back and we do it by giving ourselves a voice. Right now, we don't have that. So with that being said, I am out of here. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. My name is Kramer. It is Friday, August 26th. I will see you tomorrow or as soon as I can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.